Welcome to Talk for 12, a podcast hosted by the women at Orange Evangelical Church. These 12-minute episodes teach from God's Word and encourage and equip women in their daily walk with Jesus. I'm Sue Ellen, and I'm delighted to welcome a guest contributor to this series, When Life is Hard and God is Faithful. Susan is a psychologist in private practice in Orange and attends another local church. She has a bit of life experience with grief and trauma, and over the next three episodes, we'll be chatting with some women about what this has looked like in their lives. Welcome, Susan. Can you tell me a bit about the women we will meet in this series? Well, in one sense, they're ordinary women like you and me, but they're actually extraordinary in two ways. Firstly, their life has taken an unexpected turn. At times, their life is difficult, really difficult, and it may or may not get better anytime soon. And it isn't their fault. It isn't how they expected their life would be. And sometimes it's really hard. There's a lot of sadness and fear and hardship, but they're coping, they're managing. Secondly, they're extraordinary because they've kept trusting God in spite of the tough life and the prayers that haven't been answered so far. Some people would say, how can I trust a God who let that happen? These women say the opposite. They say, when life is this difficult, how can I do anything but trust God? So we're going to learn a lot from these women. That sounds great. In this episode, you're helping us to think about prayer in difficult times You said there are a lot of prayers not answered yet. Have you got some thoughts about how to pray when life is difficult? Can we pray for a miracle, for life to be back to normal? What if that's not possible? Yes, well, first of all, we definitely should pray. The very first thing to do is to turn our hearts to God. That might seem pretty obvious, but sometimes we don't. We may feel let down by God or angry with him. We may think, why did this happen to me? Or... It's not fair. Or we may feel shame. This sort of thing shouldn't happen to a Christian. What's wrong with me? Or we may just be too upset, too angry, or too scrambled in our thoughts to pray. As soon as we start to pray, we're believing God is there and that he has the capacity to help. That's a great start. That's faith. So if prayer is a response that comes from our faith, how do we start when life is hard? What might we say? I think we can remember our Father is very kind and understanding and he wants us to pray, even if we say crazy things. I think of him like a father whose little girl sits on his knee and says, Daddy, I really want a pony. And the father says, Yes, I know. It'd be just so wonderful, wouldn't it? He doesn't say, No, don't be silly. We live on the 20th floor of a high-rise building. The father just delights in his daughter opening her heart to him. So we don't have to worry about getting it wrong. Our Heavenly Father just wants us to say what's on our hearts. But there's a pattern in the Bible for prayers in tough times. These prayers are called laments. The whole book of Lamentations is pretty much a lament. And more than a third of the Psalms are laments. So laments suggest a good way of praying when times are tough. There's a book about lament called Dark Clouds, Deep Mercy, that suggests there are four parts to a biblical lament. That sounds interesting. So can you tell us what the first part is? Well, the first part is what I've already mentioned. It's simply starting to talk to God. 
Psalm 77, one of the lament psalms, starts this way. I cry aloud to God, aloud to God, and he will hear me. In the day of trouble I seek the Lord. In the night my hand is stretched out without wearying. My soul refuses to be comforted. So the psalmist is really upset and worried, having sleepless nights, and then he reaches out to God. It's hard to pray when you're in pain. A lot of people don't pray and end up disappointed with God, may even lose their faith. Praying in the middle of pain takes faith. So we turn to God and we open our hearts. What if when we open our hearts to God, it isn't pretty? What might we say then? Well, let's face it. At this time, we may have a lot of negative stuff on our hearts. We're hurting. We're upset and we don't like it. So the second part of lament is called complaint. Doesn't really sound right to be complaining to God. That seems like the opposite of having faith. Well, it may seem like that. But let's get our answer from the Bible. Psalm 77 continues. My soul refuses to be comforted. When I remember God, I moan. When I meditate, my spirit faints. You hold my eyelids open. I'm so troubled I cannot speak. I think the psalmist is saying to God, You aren't helping. I'm not feeling better. I can't pray or read your word. I can't sleep. I don't know what to say to you. It's raw and it's real. The psalmist is feeling awful and God isn't helping. Then the next stage is asking the hard questions. In this psalm, he remembers the past, when things were better, when he felt close to God, and he asks, will the Lord reject forever? He goes on to ask, what's happened to God's love? What's happened to his promises? Is God angry with me? And that's often how we feel. We think, why me? How long will this go on for? Why isn't God doing something? We read promises in the Bible, or we hear positive stories about other people's experiences, and we feel angry. Why is this happening? Doesn't God care? So that's what we pray. We pray our questions. Really, it does seem wrong to question God in this way. Well, if it's in the Bible, it's there for a reason. Painful circumstances bring painful thoughts. Which is better, to keep silent or at best pray a fake kind of prayer? Or to be honest with God? Silence or being fake will distance us from God. Honesty will draw us closer to him. Because we don't stop here. We complain, we ask our hard questions, we sob, we get angry. But then, when we're ready, we move on to the next stage. Well, that's encouraging. Please tell us what is the next stage. Well, Psalm 77 says this. I will remember the deeds of the Lord. And a bit later it says, Your ways, God, are holy. And in it the psalmist remembers. Remembers how God rescued his people from Egypt. How he led them through the Red Sea. And so this is the turning point of our lament. We turn our eyes to God, to who he is, and to our experience with him in the past. Wouldn't it have been better to start off this way? Well, I think we're human. We just have to get that emotion off our chest before we can start to think sensibly. I'm reminded of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, pouring out his heart to God, asking does he really have to be crucified all night long in anguish. But then in the morning, when the soldiers and Judas are coming, 
He calmly says to his disciples, let's go, here comes my betrayer. I think we, like him, need to offload all that distress, all the angst, so we eventually get to the place when we're ready to move forward. So, we turn to God, we complain and let him know how we're feeling, we ask all the hard questions, but then the fourth stage, we turn around, we remember who God is and what he's done for us, and that's when we can express our faith. We can say, it all looks bad to me, but I know you're in control, or whatever happens, I will trust in you. I think the whole point of lament is that by talking honestly with God in our pain, we're opening ourselves to God for him to move us a little bit further in our relationship with him, to grow our faith in him, to grow our trust in his faithfulness. So now everything gets better. Well, sometimes yes, but as you'll hear in the episodes to come, sometimes hard times go on and on and may not have a happy ending. God doesn't promise happy endings in this life. But what you'll hear from the women coming up is that throughout all the difficulties, their faith has grown and they've become more and more aware that God is with them, no matter what happens. God doesn't promise us a fairy tale life. You may hear a couple of women say that. But he does promise he'll be with us in the difficulties. He promises he will bring good from difficulties for those who love him. And the ultimate promise is that eventually, in the future kingdom of God, all will be put right and there'll be no more tears and sorrow. You'll hear from these ladies how important prayer is to them and how they have experienced God in the middle of the difficulties and how much they value that. That will be really helpful to hear. So in short, when life is tough, we can turn to God and talk to him, tell him how hard it is, have a whinge, but then remember who he is and what he's done for us in Jesus. And then we'll be ready to tell him that even though it's still hard, we trust him. And that will mean that even when life is tough, we can be confident that God is still there for us. Yes, yes, that's about it. But it's not quite as neat as that. We tend to flop around the various stages of lament, and I think that's okay. When there are all the ups and downs and unexpected things within the difficulties, we'll find ourselves at different stages of lament at different times, and I think that's okay. And it might take quite a long time of complaining and asking questions until we become ready to remember who God is and what he's done. That's okay too. But I think when we just turn to God and pray, no matter what we're saying and where we're up to in the journey, we're opening the door for God to grow our faith and our relationship with him. If we belong to him, he hears everything we pray and his Holy Spirit makes sense out of it. What about when it's not us going through the hard times, Susan, but it's someone that we care about? I think these women tell us that they really want people to just be with them, even if it's just for five minutes to ask how they are and simply listen. It's helpful for us to remember that they might be anywhere on that journey. They might be full of faith in God, but they might be asking, why me? They might be complaining, it's not fair. Wherever they are right now is probably not where they'll be tomorrow or in a week or a month or a year. So for that moment, we don't need to judge or tell them what they ought to think or give them answers. 
We can just listen, empathise and just share that moment of the journey. Of course, practical help is important too. But that moment of sharing a little part of the journey, it's huge, as we'll hear. Our greatest comfort is to know that God is always there. He doesn't desert us, but he's a faithful God who can be depended on. He is a faithful God indeed. And we look forward to hearing the stories of Skye, Olwen and Naomi in the coming episodes. Thank you, Susan, for leading us through Psalm 77. We really look forward to the conversations to come. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talk for 12. For the show notes and resources of this episode, or to email us, visit the podcast website at oechurch.org.au forward slash talk for 12. That's the number 12 in numerals one, two. Thanks for listening. We hope you join us next time.